Welcome to episode number 11 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Nathan Johnson, and today we're going to discuss a simple truth that has the potential to greatly affect your daily life. Let's dive in. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by BraveheartedChristian.com. Braveheartedchristian Christian is a site designed with the spiritually hungry in mind. Through articles that capture the essence of cross-living, films that portray the rugged nature of full givenness to Jesus Christ, and podcasts that enunciate the grandeur of following the suffering Savior, Braveheartedchristian Christian desires that the rich heritage of manly Christianity would once more impact this lost and dying world for the glory of Jesus Christ. Deeper Christian is a part of the Bravehearted Christian Coalition, a group of like-hearted ministries with the Bravehearted message. And I'd love for you to check out the bold, straightforward, Christ-centered communication at BraveheartedChristian.com. Now for today's episode. There's a simple truth in Scripture that once we grasp it, it has the ability to radically change how we live. In fact, it could be considered the most elementary attribute of God. It is his immutability, his I amness, his eternal sameness, his forever alwaysness, or his unchanging everness. In short, it is the simple truth that God does not change. In other words, he is always the same. Hebrews 13:8 says this: Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. Now, this isn't a New Testament idea. In fact, the concept that God doesn't change is found all throughout Scripture. For example, Psalm 102 verse 27 says, You are the same. Malachi 3.6 says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Exodus chapter 3 verse 14 is a fascinating passage. God reveals himself to Moses in the form of of a burning bush, and Moses asks him what his name is. And this is what verse 14 says. God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. (laughs) Isn't that fascinating? God says, my name is I am. But what's interesting when you get into this is that this name, I am, which is often translated Yahweh, It signifies that God is eternal. He's immutable. In other words, he will never be other than the same. He is who he is. He is the God who is, who was, and who will always be. He says, I am who I am. In other words, I do not change. My nature is always the same. I am who I am. See, God does not change. A similar idea shows up in Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. It says this, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make good? In other words, God doesn't change. He is truth. And it says in Numbers 23, 19, that he's not a man that he should lie. God doesn't lie. In fact, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 18 says that it is impossible for God to lie. Well, why is it impossible for God to lie? Because if he is truth and truth doesn't change, then it's impossible for truth 
to become a lie. And it says that God literally is who he is. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't alter. He doesn't waver. He doesn't change. And Numbers 23 says he doesn't even lie. Why? Because he's always the same. Psalm 33:11 says that the counsel, which also means the decisions or the plans of the Lord stands forever. Psalm 119, verse 89 through 90 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. In other words, he is forever. He is faithful. He doesn't change. He's the same for every single generation. Isaiah 40, verse 8 says, The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. In other words, the word of God does not change. Well, why? Because it is the word of God. It's his words. And if he doesn't change, then his word doesn't change. James 1.17 says, God, with whom there is no variation of shadow of turning. See, he doesn't have a shadow. There is no variation. He is always the same. Again, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, I read it earlier. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 13, Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. In other words, he's at the beginning, he's at the end, he is always the same. He doesn't change. Now, that's just a few of them. If you want some other scriptures to study out, I've included them in the show notes. So what does all this mean? Well, let me give you a simple word that you could use to describe that God doesn't change. And it's the idea of faithfulness. See, God is faithful. It means he is constant. He's unchanging. He's steadfast. He's immovable. He's resolute. He is sure. He is faithful. See, God has been faithful in the past, which means he will continue to be faithful in the present and into the future. Now, in Hebrew, the word faith or faithfulness, belief, and truth are all interconnected, and they come from the same root word. Faithfulness conveys the idea of to strengthen, to support, or to hold up. The concept gives a sense of firmness, constancy, or trustworthiness with the notion to firmly support as the bedrock of faith. In other words, to be faithful is to be reliable so as to be dependent upon. You can literally rest your weight upon God. Why? He is faithful. He doesn't change. See, when we say that God is faithful, we are declaring that his nature, his character, his his promises are unchanging. They are always the same. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21 through 24 says this. Jeremiah is writing. He says, this I recall in my mind. Therefore, I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Jeremiah says, oh, we can have hope. Well, why? Because God's compassions don't ever fail. They are new every single morning. Well, why is that? Oh. He is faithful. Therefore, I can put my hope in him. In Psalm 136, the psalmist is recounting the history of Israel. 
and he gives a little historical statement. And then it's like a responsive psalm where the congregation would respond back, and his mercy endures forever. But what's neat is that word mercy can also be translated loving kindness or faithfulness. See, as they're walking through the history of Israel, and God did this, and God did this, and God did this, over and over and over again, you hear the declaration, for his mercy endures forever, or his loving kindness endures forever, or perhaps better, his faithfulness endures forever. See, God doesn't change. He's always the same. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says this, Therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. Isaiah 49, 7 says, Because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, he has chosen you. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13 says, Even if we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24 says, He who calls you is faithful, who will also do it. As the great hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness says, Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not. Thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. In other words, you can't change. Your compassions, they will never fail. What you have been, you will forever be. Why? Because God was and is and always will be the exact same. Now, let me add a whole nother dimension to this, which I think is just incredible. And it's the name of Jesus. Again, back in Exodus 3.14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. And God was revealing his name, which was what we would translate Yahweh. It's I am. Now, the name of Jesus is fascinating. The name of Jesus is a blend of Yahweh, which means he is or I am, and the Hebrew verb, which means to save. Now, again, the Yahweh or he is or I am. What that means is that he is always the same. He was, he is, and he always will be. So when you look at the name of Jesus, it's it's a beautiful picture because it is Yahweh, he is, and then salvation or to save. So when we say the name of Jesus, we are declaring that Jesus was a savior, he is a savior, and he always will be a savior. See, Jesus does not change. He is always the same. John 14, 6, Jesus is responding to a question. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. See, Jesus says that he is truth, and truth does not change. Two plus two will always and forever equal four. Now, if we could realize that he is truth, and truth does not change, he is always the same, then we can build our lives upon him. He is rock, and this rock, known as Jesus, doesn't alter or change. Now, take it one more step further. If God doesn't change, you realize that his words that he speaks don't change. 
In other words, God cannot lie. Again, Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he shall lie. 1 Samuel 15, 29 says that the strength of Israel, speaking of God, will not lie nor relent. Titus 1, 2 says, in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. Hebrews chapter 6 is really full of this idea. But let me just give you two verses. Hebrews 6, verses 17 and 18 say this. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise, the immutability, which means the unchangingness of his counsel, he confirmed it by an oath or a promise that by two immutable or unchanging things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who has fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. See, the writer of Hebrews is talking about the immutability or the fact that God cannot change. And God cannot change, and it says that he cannot lie, and he makes an oath or a promise. Do you realize that Jesus is always the same? He cannot lie, and his words that he speaks cannot lie. In fact, what we have recorded in the Bible is a whole collection of his words. Yes, they were written by men, but they were really carried along by the Holy Spirit over and over and over again and throughout the New Testament, specifically in the book of Hebrews, it's quoting an Old Testament passage. And it says, God, did God not say, and it gives this statement, did not the Holy Spirit speak this? And yes, it may have been written by David. Yes, it may have been written by Moses. Yes, it may have been written by Jeremiah. But these men were really carried along by the Holy Spirit and the word of God isn't just words of men. The word of God is the words of God. Second Timothy says it was in really breathed. God breathed. They were inspired by the Holy Spirit. Now you begin to realize that if God is always the same and he cannot lie, therefore the words that he speaks and therefore the words that are recorded in scripture, they cannot lie. Do you realize that what he says then can be trusted because it's true. That we can have confidence in the promises and literally take him to the bank, if you will, for what he says. We can build our lives upon the Bible and upon him because he does not change. So let's go just a little bit deeper. Jesus isn't the only one who is to be always the same. See, he fills us with his spirit and makes us what we could call always people. See, Christians are to live a life of constancy. We're not to waffle or waver in different circumstances. We are to be always the same. I'm going to read you a list of several places in scripture where it says that we are to be always the same. Now, I'm not going to read you the Bible verses associated with all these, but all of these can be found in today's show notes. So listen to this. This is what the Bible says about you and I. We are to set the Lord always before us because he is at our right hand. We shall not be moved. We ought always to pray and without ceasing make mention of others always in our prayers. We are to thank God always. We are always to, to abound in the work of the Lord for he always causes us to triumph in Christ. We are always bearing about in our bodies the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. 
we are always confident. And due to his abounding grace, we always have all sufficiency in all things in order to abound in every good work. We are giving thanks always for all things and always making our requests with joy. And we are always... And we are always magnifying God in our bodies, whether it be by life or by death. We are always obeying. We are, we are rejoicing in the Lord always, praying always, and our speech is always with grace seasoned with salt. We are always laboring fervently for others in prayer and giving thanks to God always for others. We always follow that which is good and we rejoice always. We are bound to thank God always for our brothers and sisters in Christ and we pray always, making mention of others always in our prayers. See, over and over and over throughout the entire Bible, it says that you are to be always the same. That what God is working in our lives as believers is that we are to be constant, consistent. We are to be always people. Well, why? Because he is an always God. He does not change. And therefore, what he's wanting to develop in our lives through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit is to bring us to the place where we are constant, where we are consistent. So here's a question for you. Do you live a life of constancy? Are you always the same? Do you act, talk, and think the same when you're at church on Sunday as you do when you're hanging out with friends on a Friday night? If not, I'd encourage you to allow the Holy Spirit to bring conviction and then repent for not living the Christian life in reflection of Jesus Christ. Do you see that when we understand this simple truth that God cannot change, it actually changes our lives? When I first gripped this principle, the word of God opened up to me unlike ever before. I began to see his word as truth, truth that cannot lie. When he makes promises, they aren't merely hopeful statements. It is actually what he wants to do in my life. When he says that I can walk in victory and triumph, I am not to doubt him, but I am to allow him to produce that reality in me. When I see that my life is out of line with what the Bible says, I can go to God and ask him to develop that life within me. For the word is not some great theoretical statement, but in actuality, it is truth. What would happen if you saw God as always the same? That he never violates his nature. He doesn't lie and thus his word, the Bible, also doesn't lie. How would that change your Bible study? How would that change your interactions with other people when you begin to realize that he wants you to put your faith on a bedrock that's immovable? If you could grab this simple truth, I promise it would have profound effects upon your life and would change how you lived. Your faith would find a place to stand for you would know when God says something, you could take it to the bank. Christians are to live by faith. We believe, which by the way is why we're called believers. Christians do not live in doubt. We build our lives upon an immovable and unchanging rock named Jesus, and he does not change. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including all the Bible passages, an outline of the episode, and links to other resources and articles, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 11 for episode number 11. 
Until next time, know I'm cheering you on as you build your life around the unchanging person of Jesus Christ.